Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by Begrudgingly Benny. Interested in putting something horrific and grotesque on your next piece of merch? Benny is tucked away in the fiery depths of COVID quarantine, blasting the filthiest of old school death metal and drawing hideous creatures that he is waiting for you to adopt. Go over to Instagram and follow at Benny and contact him if you would like some really weird original art for your band or label. Super professional. Highly recommended. What's up, Matt? How you we doing, John? Matt from Vox and Hops and Cryptopsy on this. Uh, this is super sick. So I got a few questions for you. Ready? Yeah, fire them off. Let me just get lubricated over here. I can't do an interview without any craft fear. So so I'm about to crack right. open uh, Broken Sevens, uh, Grand Chilim. It's a West Coast IPA from Broken Seven. This is a brewery here, which is brewed uh, just outside of Montreal in Juliet. It's a nice little IPA, 6%. Go for it. Hell yeah. I Well, <laughs> I sent you a picture of rum drinking. I got really crappy rum, so that's, yes. that's, that's what we got. But I don't know. I, I tended to stick to light beer, like Genesee, but like, I don't know. That's, a, that's the thing in Rochester. I'm I'm a, a craft beer fiend, so so uh, I can't right. help myself. It's really just taken off over the past few years, and it's it's an absolute obsession. This uh, poured out uh, much more darker and less hazy than I'd like it to look, but it is a West Coast. It's more like a malty color. It smells much more malt rich, and uh, yeah, heck yeah, it's got well, some like, hot bite. It's it's, it's mean, pretty what? good. Not my favorite style of beer, but it's pretty. When I uh, started listening to your podcast, I was like, "Shit, man, I gotta start trying craft beer." So I went, <laughs> I went to my uh, grocery store and I just bought like, I think it was like a, a mix a pack type thing. Yeah, that's the best way to start. Got, yeah, that's 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 what I've been doing. So slowly, what what's your favorite type? Like sweet or like. I don't know. There's a there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> categories. I, I am everywhere about craft beer. I really like beer in general. I like how it's uh they people play with it like an art form. Right. So so but my go to what a lot of the population is really, really into right now is this hazy New England style IPA, which is much more tropical. It's not bitter. It's extremely juicy, crazy crushable. You can drink a bunch of a bunch of them and you won't even realize that you're you're clogging down a bunch of six right. to seven percent A B V beers. Which uh it takes some getting used to, but you get used to it after a while. Uh, but I really like all sizes, styles of beers. I like to start with uh, some sours on a typical drinking day. When I know I'm going to taste a bunch of beers, I'll start with uh, some sours, either uh, some gozas, which is like a much more, a little bit of salt in it and sour, uh, which comes from uh, Germany. And uh, although everyone's going to say that, that the, the, the gozas that we have over here are a bastardization of what actually happens in Germany, of course. And then I like to move through IPAs, and then I always end up finishing up with uh, a nice heavy stout that's been bourbon barrel-aged is, is really my, my favorite way to go with uh, a, a day of enjoying craft beer. Hell yeah. Well, I got to take notes. So um, so first question here is, um, so how has your podcast, Vox and Hops, like made your outlook on the metal scene change? 
Oh, it's a much more tight-knit community. I knew it was, but I didn't realize how 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 tight-knit it was. We all know each other. Everybody is connected. It's it's very interesting to see how I've gotten so many guests uh, via referrals from from other guests that I've had, and I and I knew that just from touring and being out there. Uh, the way that the there's a brotherhood, but it it, it stems so much deeper than I thought it did. And, and I knew it was because, you know, you go on tour with someone, you spend three to six weeks living together, either on a bus or traveling together in different vehicles. And it becomes like a community, a brotherhood. And then you don't see each other, let's say for sometimes years at a time. But then when you see the person again, exactly where you left off. And I, so I knew that, but with the podcast, it's interesting because I get to go so deep with everyone. When in my conversations, it's a, it's really right. like a one on one, no distractions. There's no loud music playing in the background. There's no yeah. uh, interruptions from other people coming to have conversations with them, which would happen on the tour buses. You know, I always, you know, the, the questions that I ask on Vox and Hops are questions that I ask people. I'm just like that. But, yeah. you know, here I am, I really get to go deep with someone. And I feel like I really, really know someone very well by the time I finish interviewing them. And uh, it's very, very interesting. And the, the, that's that's probably about it. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I think the funniest thing about talking to people at shows is like, like I'll have friends, you know, like the typical if you go to a show and you know the guy just from being at shows, they always try to talk to you during a set and they're like mm-hmm. freaking screaming. They're like, yo, man, did you yeah, hear yeah. about Yeah, It's like, let's just uh, not do that. It's the worst, dude. The worst is that warm, warm breath in your ear. Right, <laughs> right. And it's got to be super close, man. <laughs> it drives me crazy. And, and as a vocalist, and I'm sure you've had other vocalists say this, the thing that kills my voice the most is, is the shouting during sets uh, if I'm helping out at the merch booth. Or if I have, tend to party, if that happens, it doesn't happen very often that I'm partying after our set, maybe. But we, we tend to, you know, maybe on that Cannibal Corpse obituary tour, we had time to party and there was still a show going on when we finished playing. There I had to really watch and be careful that I wasn't uh, speaking too loudly right. during the party after after a set. So, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like it'd be impossible to... Uh... I don't know. Talk over freaking corpse grinder. I feel like <laughs> is he is he a loud dude? Like just I don't oh know, no no music. No, it depends. He was very quiet on that tour. I've heard different versions of George. The George that I saw on that tour was very tame, and uh, he is soft spoken, but he he can get loud at times. But like like any human, but the, he was specifically quiet on that tour. They had been out for quite some time. And uh, right. I think everyone was a bit burnt out at that point. I uh, I was just watching a video the other day with Corpse Grinder. It was like the funniest moments, top whatever on YouTube. And so, somebody chucked like a can of beer or something at him on stage. And he's like, yo, if I fucking see you, I'm going to kick your head off your shoulders. I'm like, damn, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> he, but, he probably would, but he's actually a bit, he's a big teddy bear, like, like all us right death, death metal people we're all much more bark than our bite there's always a few uh you know crazy people out there but everyone that i've crossed and everyone that i've interviewed are all just the nicest people right so how are you trying to improve your methods every episode oh i'm very critical and i always try to analyze i don't 
have enough I put out a lot of content so it's hard to go back and actually listen to everything that I do but I edit everything that I do so mm-hmm. I'm always trying to keep it interesting trying to keep uh, new questions I try to make it to something that I would like to be asked I'm, I do not like to ask those standard questions that I've been asked and are, are so right. horrible and so just I'm over with and I don't even want to answer them anymore I'm yeah, say, it's like, so how did you get in the band? Exactly. That one or how's the tour been? Or, um, you know, right. like, <laughs> <laughs> those, you know, and then I, I, I've toured Mexico and no disrespect to these young children that they were starting up some zine or something and they didn't even know who we were, you know? And so <laughs> trying to yeah. do a little bit more research on my, on my side, I find uh, there are some times when I, I've done some interviews and I didn't do enough like back work on my end to really yeah, go I, deep I had about two of those <laughs> and and that that's something that I'm trying to work upon to to really be really well really well prepared so that I really know what's going on I'm actually reading this book right now um Howard Stern's new book so I think it's called Howard Comes Again and yeah. uh very interesting uh the amount of he has people that work for him obviously that do all the the background research and stuff but to, to, to get the artist to have that look and like, how do you know this there? That's something that I'm striving for now. Right on. Hell yeah. So here, here's a question for you. Um, so when balancing your time during the day, what's your first priority? Uh, right now, right now, Cryptopsy is writing a new record. I have, I'm working, I'm working like a lot because I work as an early childhood educator. So mm-hmm in the context of COVID we have these like bubbles at work where only certain people can work with children and we're open from a certain time and closed from a certain time, but only certain people can be with these kids during this bubble. So I'm at work much, much longer than I normally am. So, so I'm still doing a lot of work there, which is, which is different because I don't normally spend that much time at work, but I am now. So that's like a balance that I'm trying to get through on my own. I have two kids of my own. Mm-hmm. trying to give them a bunch of uh, attention and love. Uh, Vox and Hops gets a lot, a lot of my attention. Uh, Cryptopsy is writing a new record. I'm trying to uh, motivate the boys to to keep getting that done so that I can dive in and start doing my vocals on that and start writing. I have the whole concept. I know what I'm going to write about, but I, I always just write when I have the music. That's really what inspires me. So I need those tracks before I can start going. The fi- the final mixes? No, no. I, could, I honestly, on the on the... The I almost said Vox and Hops. <laughs> you can see where my priorities are. On on the uh, Book of Suffering Tome Two, I actually wrote all of my guitar, all of my lyrics and vocals just to a guitar and a click. That's all I need. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So that, that's all I need, really. And uh, I'm as every artist is probably up to their neck with uh, collaboration ideas that came about through COVID. So I'm I'm currently doing. I'm revamping. I'm not revamping. It's not something that we're going to start doing, but my first band ever, which was in the year 2000. Uh, had Reunion a tour. No, but we're doing, we're recording an EP one track okay. at a time. So I, I'm involved in that, which is very interesting to go back and sing these melodies and words. There's no screaming. <laughs> it was just clean vocals uh, from 20 years ago. That's, you know, right. and still somehow managed to get goosebumps. It's, it's very interesting. And That's I'm awesome. involved in this brand new project uh, with a good friend of mine called uh, Jim Gregory, who has been on, 
a guest on my podcast. Uh, he's from, he has a band called uh, Solium Fatalis, and we're doing a new project together. And uh, I'm a part of. Uh, I'm doing. A, I did a few tracks for another project from uh, my friends. I can't say names because I don't know what they're saying, but I'm part of another project with some boys that I've uh, I've toured with. So so there's a lots and lots of stuff that Damn. is going on. I'm juggling. Yeah, you got a schedule ahead of you. So, I am so, booked all the time. <laughs> right. So backtrack with your kids. Are they boys or girls? I have a four-year-old girl, a two-year-old boy. They they are okay. awesome, intense, and super fun, but uh, lots of energy. Right. I was yeah. going to ask you if they're older, if you're trying to get them into music. They seem to have an interest in it already, but we'll see where that goes. Cryptops, we talk about this a lot, about uh, how much we should push <laughs> our children into music or not. Donaldson, my guitarist, always jokes yeah, that... Yeah, they'd be uh, in a band together. We, so we talk about that, but it's more so the... Because we want them to become, you know, avant-garde, extreme metal lovers such as us. But, you know, we became, not so much me, but Donaldson became a metal lover because he is an extremist, an opposite. He likes to go against the trends. So he's thinking about just playing rap and hip-hop in the house all, all the time so that his Hell son yeah. goes against it and becomes a metal hit. But that's just... Fuck yeah. But my kids love metal. I put on, you know, they, they go through like their phases of what their favorite tracks are at the moment. Uh, dur during COVID, for some reason, it was it was Duhast from Ramstein. That that was Fuck that yeah. was their, that was their their track before that. When my daughter was really really young, I had just done the Cannibal Corpse tour, and Scourge of yeah. Iron was her jam. Like <laughs> she she just loved it. And it's funny because I play. I've said this on the podcast and my podcast. I, I play extreme music in the house all the time i play a bunch of music in the house all the time but i you know i put on beethoven during COVID at Fuck one yeah. point and i they listen were to sinatra man they were afraid of it though which is what's funny <laughs> what yeah. they were more afraid of, of beethoven because of the the nuances and the fluctuations than a cannibal corpse song because <laughs> it was more like, like what's, what's what, wrong dad what's going on man <laughs> what are these movements <laughs> right Hey man, Sinatra. That's what I listen to once in a while. So yeah, that's it. You can't go wrong with with old blue eyes. Yeah. So, you know, how does this is a funny question? You know, with death metal being in that type of band, um, does art separate from entertainment, or is it the same? Oh, uh, we just try to write good songs, but I, I see extreme music as an art form, especially when it's packaged well together. You know, look at this yep. new band. There's this new band everyone's loving. And I love them too. I've had them on the podcast. Imperial Triumphant. They they are Fuck a band. Yeah. I, I talked to him too, Zach. Yeah, Zach, Zach, he's amazing. But they are a band that understands that metal can be an art form. It's a pure package. Right. The 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 artwork, the aesthetic, the stage show, the the overall vibe of the music. Another one is a Bell Witch. Mm -hmm. Just a pure. And, uh, uh, you know, like a, an enveloping thing, o Oranzi Pazuzu. I hope I'm saying that right. Oranzi, yeah. Total, total package again where we're, it's, that is an art form, you know? But mm -hmm. And then you wonder, you know, there's the, the five-finger death punches out there. Is that an art oh, form? Oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> please, no. <laughs> they probably, fuck. you know, for someone it must be. Yeah. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> but definitely in Peel Triumphant, uh, I see that as being... They, they, they're onto something. Yeah, everyone watched that. I, uh, I saw them at the Bug Jar 
a really small small venue in Rochester, uh, fifty people, and I saw Imperial Triumphant, and I lost my shit. Like they, I don't know. Have you seen them live? I haven't. I was supposed to with, at the Devastation on the Nation tour. I was actually supposed to ride with them for some days because I was organizing some craft beer parties in mm-hmm. Toronto, Montreal, and Quebec City. But you know, COVID sucks. Yeah, fucking tore down everything, man. Every plan in the book. Um, yeah, so when I saw them, I'm a guitar player myself, and just watching Zach just freaking shred, like all the lights off were off in the venue. It was just like one of those things where it was like more of like a atmosphere thing. It's an like experience. If yeah, if you didn't feel it, like you were at the wrong show because <laughs> yeah. they they do that, man. But yeah, I can't wait for their new album. Stuck. I think it's coming out this Friday, which is going to date your episode. 